Welcome to the System Hub Podcast. Hola. Konnichiwa. Guten Tag. Where we interview world-class experts. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. I was fanatical in my 20s. If you could find a way to produce a business that works without you, your life would change like that. Extracting, organizing, and optimizing their best systems and processes for rapid business growth. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Business Systems Summit. I'm your host, David Jennings, and in this session, we're going to be chatting with Den Lenny. Den's the author of the best-selling book, Business for Filmmakers. He's the go-to guy when it comes to videographers learning how to run better video production businesses. He got started in broadcast TV um, back in London, back in the day, went on to work with Canon and Sony. He even did work with Duran Duran and did some touring with Robbie Williams. I know it makes it sound like he's a bit of a rock star and he is. So these days now though, what he does is he's in the video production space. He teaches other videographers how to step off the tools because it's pretty common that particularly for videographers. It's the cameraman who starts doing a little bit of freelancing, decides to build up his own business and then they just get stuck and they can never get off those tools. Dan has created a systematic approach for them to remove themselves from those operations and then start to build a bit of a business that works without them. Now, Dan and I actually connected, I think mainly we had a mutual friend who said, you two need to chat. But I, I came from video production in a very different angle and a different light. For those of you who don't know, I owned Melbourne Video Production. I never operated a camera. I didn't know how to do the editing. So I never fell into that trap. So when we got introduced, we we just hit it off because both of our ideas just meshed so well together, so much so that we decided to run a workshop for his clients and we started collaborating ever since. Now, I suppose the, the most recent news is I did go on to sell Melbourne Video Production and I sold it to one of Den's clients or students rather. So it's a, a great example of what it takes to build and systemize and sell a business. Den's now really just evolved a lot of this work that we do inside systemology, meshing it with his own knowledge, particularly in the video production space, and then elevated it to that next level. And he's offering something extremely unique in that space. So I'm very excited to welcome Den to the summit. Well, David, thank you very much. It was a lovely introduction. Oh, Always my a pleasure. And it's, you, yeah, you, I, I think you really are breaking new ground in that space. And we've got a lot to cover in this session. You're going to be sharing your onboarding and, and delivering system, a delivery system for videographers and how things piece together for the day-to-day runnings of the business. I think maybe the first thing I'd just love you to cover is just to talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you see videographers have and how this particular system helps to solve some of those. And then, yeah, let's jump into your presentation and you can take us through the process. Great. Absolutely. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for asking me. I feel very honored to be in such good company. But yes, the the biggest challenge that I see facing videographers and and production companies is is a real kind of lack of confidence in letting go or a lack of confidence in scaling because A, they're either scared to hire a team or B, they feel like certain parts of the production or the creative process can't be systemized. And what I hope to do today is just peel back the little, little bit on the fact that I believe anything can be systemized, particularly a creative process. And so what I, what I hope that the viewers take away from this presentation is to just walk away with a slightly different perspective on the fact that perhaps coming into this, they're, they're worried that they can't scale or they can't build systems for a creative video business. And I hope at the end of this presentation, they'll walk away with a slightly different viewpoint and actually 
I hope to share some some elements to, to demonstrate that it's absolutely possible to systemize. And I think, I mean, you touching on this idea of creative businesses, what you're going to show really applies to just about any sort of business in that creative space. Absolutely. You know, you could be a designer, you could be a musician, you could be an agency, anything remotely creative that involves humans with empathy, you know, having to create stories and having to create campaigns. It's totally applicable to what I'm about to share with you here. So shall I just jump straight in? We'll take, take people through a bit, of a bit of a go. So just let me just fumble through this sharing process. So bear with me one second. Really, anything, you can, anything that you do do more than once should be systemized. I mean, that's the kind of rule of thumb. And systemization is one of those things that once you start, you kind of get a bit addicted because I, I know and I do things Oh, and I'm doing them more than once. I'm like, why am I doing this? This can, this can be systemized. I can give this to someone else. And of course, the overarching reason that we systemize is not for systemization's sake, but particularly in the video production space, very few people really want to build the business to sell it in the video production space. It's very much a lifestyle business. You know, video production companies, they want to, they want to have a nice house. They want to take their kids on nice holidays. They want to send the kids to a nice school. They want to have consistency in their income. They want to have a good income. They want to provide for their family. But what generally happens when people migrate from a freelance position to a business owner position is they do everything themselves. And so they might be making reasonable, reasonable income, but they're probably burning the candle at both ends. And so you have to start thinking in terms of scale, in terms of what, what can I be doing next? What's the next move? And so the very first thing that I suggest is actually create an organizing chart. Now, we've all heard of the phrase org chart. I like to make sure we're talking about an organizing chart rather than an organizational chart. And it might seem like semantics, but let me try and explain why I think it's important. Because it's about getting organized. And if you get into an organizing mindset, systemization becomes an easier process. So I've built this rather crude graphic essentially says, you know, the person who started the company is either going to be the managing director or the creative director. And you want to start thinking in terms of what are the most fundamental departments that have to exist even on day one when it's just, it's just you to make the business work. And you're going to have to have some sort of marketing. And that might just be in the early stages, a, you know, a referral program. It might just be something that's just, I get my work through word of mouth. And most businesses start that way. But word of mouth only gets you so far. And it's not predictable. And what we're looking to do with systems is become predictable. Um, the next part is the sales process. So once you've got inquiries, you've got to convert those inquiries. And, and typically, and I don't know if this is true of all creators, but it's certainly in video production. When someone makes an inquiry, 98% of videographers are like, well, I've basically, I've put a quote in, so I've got the deal. And of course, the, the reality when you start to scale a business is you don't win every deal for a whole host of different reasons. So we're going to think about the sales and the sales process and then operations. Now in the video production company, that's what we call the production process, pre-production, production, post-production. And then you've got to have some kind of handle on finance and legal obligations. So those are the four fundamental departments. And underneath that, in terms of scaling up, you'd be looking to have a head of marketing and, and a marketing pro and maybe a marketing assistant down the line. You might want someone to run sales with, with a team under there. Now, in production terms, we've all pretty much got a good handle on this. You'd have a head of production, 
production assistants, contractors, editors, you know, creative people, they all fall under the contractor banner. And then finance, you know, one thing that most video production companies don't necessarily have a great handle on it in the early days is, you know, how much money is coming in, how much are they spending and how much do they owe the tax man? So this is a kind of an overview of where, where might the company go 10 years from now? How might it look? Because every time you expand your team, you remove activity from your own plate, which allows you to be more creative, allows you to think, allows you to be strategic. And so without freaking anyone out who's sort of been in the early stages of building a production company, just think in terms of departments, because each department has a different set of processes and procedures. And I just feel this is a great way to give yourself some sense of how it might scale up in, in the future. So from here, once you've got a good understanding of the overall structure of how the company might look, you want to do something called a critical client flow, which Dave, you know, I always proudly credit you with this. This is your, this is your IP. Um, but what I've done is just, it's just modify it for a video production company. And the critical client flow is where we just look at the fundamental processes at very high level. Inquiries come in, someone sells them into a package, bring them on as a client, you produce the film, you edit the film, and then you deliver the film and follow up and say, how else can we help you? That's in a nutshell. And what I love about the critical client flow is the simplicity of it. When I first started thinking about systemization, I really thought that I'd have to just do all this work. Like, oh my God, I wanted to build all these systems and it's this, this terrifying prospect. But of course, you devised the critical client flow and it, it's so incredibly simple. Now, this to me is a very, very straightforward process. And at the very earliest stages, it's actually quite a creative process. And so I say to business owners, we love to create. This is the creative process. So work out what your critical client flow is and start there. And from there, we move on to more of the details. So within each of these departments, and this is what I hope we could provide some value here in this presentation, is you're only ever dealing with one thing at a time what is the most important system to go for first? So when we look at this, we look at inquiries and, and the inquiries tab kind of fans out and, and creates a lot more detail. So I don't know if it was you or someone else, but I think it might've been you that referenced building systems as much like a tree where the trunk is like the critical client flow where you've got the inquiries as the trunk and then the branches are all these subsections so you've got, you know, let's just take inquiries. Now, how might inquiries come into your business? Then you might be writing blogs. You're more than likely doing some social media. You might be running some Facebook ads. Uh, certainly in video production, a lot of it's referral based, a lot of it's networking based, and maybe you're doing some SEO. If we break them down, you know, in an ideal scenario, you want to be feeding all that web traffic into some kind of lead magnet or landing page or quiz funnel then having some form of automation to follow up with all the inquiries because not every inquiry actually deserves your time. And when you're looking at your value per hour to the business, it certainly shouldn't be answering the phone and speaking to everyone who's got an inquiry about video. So we need to start creating some kind of flow into an automated sequence, which, which kind of qualifies clients and gives us some indication of what to do with them next. If we can get them onto some sort of strategy discovery call, great. Um, maybe that will transition into a sales call. Maybe, it, maybe they won't become a customer quite yet. Maybe they're just not ready. So we say, okay, what happens if they're not ready quite now? Because not everyone that makes an inquiry today is ready to buy today. 
So let's put them into another email nurture or let's set to check up on them in two or three months time with a, 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 you know, a, a reminder in our CRM system. Maybe we want to connect with them on LinkedIn, build a bit of a relationship. So the social media we're putting out, they actually see. But maybe they do become a customer. And if they do become a customer, then we start the onboarding sequence. So if you imagine these, the, 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 the tree trunk is the inquiries and the client lead flow are the branches. The, the, the leaves on the end are the actual systems that break down even further. So let's take another example because I, I really like to try and put this into context for a video production company. And this is one that I love to share because oftentimes people will say to me, oh, but I can't, I can't systemize post-production. You know, it's, it, I had it in a very specific way. And what I would say to that is, great, so systemize the way you edit. And, and also what I, what I love about the journey I've been on since meeting you, Dave, and, and going into systemology and, and system hub is that mindset, you know, we're changing how I changed my habit and how I view the business. I look at everything in terms of stages of production. So we were to break down just briefly here, the post-production process map. Well, stage one is a production management or a production person or a producer role, which is, hey, we've just come off the shoot send an email to the client explaining what's going to happen next. It, it, and this is something that so few video production companies actually do well. Um, it's like, you know, here's what's going to happen. The shoot went really well. Fantastic. Let me just lay out what the next stage of the process is. Stage two might be to ingest the rushes, name them, and create a physical backup. Well, that's a process that can be done by an assistant or somebody junior in, in the production. Stage three is when you're paying the expensive talent, the editor, to create the first cut offline and then do the internal review with the producer director. Then at that point, once the producer internal sign-offs happen, you'll send it to the client. The producer will then ask the client for consolidated feedback and that feedback will come back to the producer and he or she will then say, okay, we're now ready to go to the next stage of production. But right at the beginning, when we're doing the overview and explanation, we can lay out that, you know, the first cut is the assembly cut where we get the structure together. Now, the feedback at that point is all structural. Are we on the right page? By the time we get to the second cut, we're talking about fine changes, tweaking music, tweaking a few frames. Often what happens to video production companies is they do an edit, it gets sent to the client, they, they review the edit, and then they come back with a complete recut. Well, that's, that's not on. And what well, it is on if they're going to pay for it, but presumably, and I've yet to come across a project where there isn't a restriction on budget, where the client says, well, we've got you know, this much budget. So you've got to, as a production company, systemize the process so the client understands that if they want to recut, that's fine, but that's outside of the scope of what was agreed and there'll be additional charges. With this one, I might chime in on this because it's an extremely common problem I see in creative businesses where scope creep edges in and it's pervasive beyond just video production. It's, you know, it's digital agencies, it's, you know, writers, it's you need to set that expectation right up front for the client, let them know what their round of changes will be, let them know what is uh, possible in each of those round of changes uh, and then them know, hey, yeah, well, we can do that now. You do realize, you know, we've signed off on that step. If you want now, that will be an additional spend. You know, we charge by the hour, that sort of thing. And that really, for a lot of creatives, changes the game once you get that into place because it's all too often to just ends up beca- becoming the, 
you know, the the song that never ends, if you give that client the space to, oh, can I just make one more change? And it's the classic line, particularly in video. It's like, I've just got this small change. Little do they know that that then throws the music out, that that then changes the scene, that then you need to recompile it, that you then need to re-upload it. Like sometimes in video, seemingly very small changes um, can, you know, take a huge amount of time to, to complete. My favorite one is always, hey, can we just make a quick change to a graphic? And what I say to people is there's no such thing as a quick change to a graphic. In their head, all they're doing is changing a graphic. Like it might be someone's name, might be misspelling it, might be putting one N in Dennis, not two. But of course, you've got to, if the project's been archived, you've got to get it out of archive. You've got to load it back into this thing. You've got to reconnect all the media. You've got to change the graphic. You've got to re-render it out. And then you've got to do the exports and do the encodes and upload them. And I say it's a minimum one hour and they're often shot. So you're right. You know, if you can lay this out by educating clients up front and continually reminding them throughout the process of production at each part of pre-production or onboarding, pre-production, production and post, you can reinforce, hey, as we discussed at the last step, the next steps are these. And just to remind you that this is what's included. And if you want to go over that, that's not a problem. Please let us know there's a process for that. Um, but it will cost you extra. And, and almost every time someone says, hey, can we just make a few more changes? And I say, sure, no problem. That's an extra, let's call it a thousand bucks a day. Um, it's amazing how quickly those, those requirements go away when, when real money becomes involved. But, mm-hmm. but clients will always be happy for you to work for free. So you have to... I think, make it very clear that, you know, respectfully, this is how you operate. And systemization like this removes all doubt from that process, which I think is is what makes it so powerful, Dave. Mm, Yeah, bang on. Um, So, you know, at this stage, we're at stage five where we're modifying the first draft, we're sending it to the client for for sign-off. And and that's a very important part of the process, physical sign-off, an email that says, yes, I'm happy with these changes, please proceed. And then you deliver the final cut with a watermark. It, it's, it's, it's actually terrifying how many people I have come across in my time in this industry who will send, who first of all won't get 50% up front, who will then do the entire production, send the final master, then send an invoice and wait to be paid. And this creates an enormous amount of stress for, for us creatives. So it's very important when the client signs off, the producer then relays that information, <coughs> excuse me, to accounts. Accounts send the balance invoice. And once receipt of payment is confirmed, then they deliver the final masters. Mm. And what we'll do, we'll make sure we get a copy of these slides, just because obviously being quite small, you guys can download it and, and have a look at this. Absolutely. No, absolutely, of course. Um, so what I wanted to do today was, was, was really focus on the onboarding sequence. You know, we've got our critical client flow here, um, inquiries, sales, onboarding, production, post-production, and follow-up. And we've touched on client lead flow and post-production. But the, the area where I feel we can provide the most value today, regardless if someone decides to do any more with this, is just to be thinking about this client onboarding process. And that is, once the sale has been agreed, what happens next before we get anywhere near creative? And so what I wanted to do was just break this down for you today and break it into sort of three, possibly four stages. The first stage is a finance stage. That's where the salesperson hands over to accounts. The accounts contact the client to set expectations and then they send the terms of agreement, 
and the, the upfront invoice. And then they receive payment. At that point, it stops being a finance issue and then moves to a production issue. Now, one of the tips that I give that I write in the very beginning of my business sort of in 2009, it was just me. I didn't have a team, but we had an accounts department. And something we actually did back then, and I'm quite happy to share this, is that I wanted to have, rather than just say accounts at F-Stop Academy, which is the company's name at the time, um, I actually Googled strong female names and Valerie came up. And for the first three years of our business, accounts were handled by Valerie. And if there was an issue, Valerie would send an email from accounts. And uh, someone asked me recently, well, what what would happen if someone called up for Valerie? I said, well, she was never available. And they were too, they were too scared to call her up. (laughs) So um, don't be afraid to get creative and, and become, you know, entrepreneurial with your approach. I didn't feel we were doing anything, you know, underhand. It was just giving a name to a person to make it uh, feel like a, a bigger operation, which, you know, allowed us to do work for people like Sony. And I, and I remember doing a big Sony project in Japan once and they, one of the guys on the team saying, so Densan, how, how big is your team? And I'm like, well, we've got a core team of about four and then we, we scale up and down based on, on, on what we need to do. At the time we were working out of a shed in the back of my garden, you know, it was a nice shed, but you know, you, you've got to be creative. You've got to be, you've got to have some, some kind of creative ideas on how to make the business work. But we had that early stages of process in place. One thing so with one th- that accounts thing, I, I find that's really key because you, you need someone to draw a hard line for a client for things like, hey, you haven't paid your 50% deposit. The shoot is not going ahead unless that deposit is paid. And you don't necessarily want that to fall back on the videographer or the editor or because that can end up harming the relationship. But the, the videographer can just go, hey, this is out of my hands. Our, our process is that you pay your deposit before we do the shoot. And that just strangely, or not so strangely, they manage to pay always before the shoot. It's just setting that expectation. That reminds me of, uh, I, I did a pilot way, way back. Well, we're talking probably 20 years ago now, maybe not quite that. But um, I did a pilot and, and the producer, the executive producer wanted me to shoot the pilot. She said, then I want you to do this, blah, blah, blah. You know, so um, as far as I'm concerned, you're on the project. You just need to negotiate your rates with the production manager. She said, I'm not going to get involved in that. I only want to be involved in creative. So you need to do the deal with her. If you're happy with the deal you get, then we'll push forward. And that really taught me a lot about maintaining that separation from creative and business. Mm-hmm. So once the payment's received, Valerie and accounts can release the email that says, hey, you know, carry on with production. And then that way, the production team, and if it's just you or a small team at the minute, the production team can, can focus on doing what they do best, which is the highest and best use of the time, being creative, come out with a great idea without that cloud of we haven't been paid and we've got bills to pay and there's no money in the account and everyone gets very stressed. So then we break down, you know, these different stages of, of the creative development from, you know, this, you know, scheduling a pre-production discovery call with the client, um, you know, creating a draft outline, perhaps creating a production brief, gathering assets. And, you know, because when you're building a company, you kind of do this all yourself, but you want to start thinking in terms of, well, does the producer really need to be the person who calls up the client to ask for logos and graphics and and you know guidelines style guidelines maybe that could be done by somebody else in the, in the organization and once the client signed off 
then it moves to production. But then that process changes again because actually setting up a shoot is a production management role. You know, confirming shoot details, production call sheets, who's the crew going to be, finding locations, confirming locations, confirming contracts and terms with crew, locations, talent. That can all be handled by a production manager. So what you end up doing is having a finance department looking after finance, a creative department looking after creative, a production management department looking after production. And then the production usually becomes more of a, a fluid thing depending on what's being done. But, but that way you can scale your business because you could have two or three productions running simultaneously. So your producers are working on creative over four projects, your production managers running the production and accounts are handling everything else. So this way you start to really think in terms of how we can scale this. But of course, if you're going to scale it, it's not enough just to have some nice flow charts on the office wall. So what we do is we use Asana as a project management tool and what we actually have, you'll see down here on the left, is we've actually got some project duplicates for client onboarding, production, post-production, and then there's a standard video project, which was something that you guys used to use in, in Melbourne Video Production. We actually list out each of the steps in the flowchart in an Asana project. And what we can do is we can assign and duplicate an Asana project for each new client that comes on board and actually assign responsibility to different departments and different individuals. So, for example, here we've got the accounts handover to pre-production, which is the uh, moving to a producer role. So the accounts have dealt with the salesperson, they've processed the, the, the order, and the orders come through, and so now the producer's getting involved. But at this point, we've got some overview steps on responsibilities for who's involved and what. But it doesn't just stop there, because... Every time you duplicate a process or a project in Asana, you're creating an exact mirror. But if you start to change things, if you're going to try and reference a process, it'd be very difficult to start tracking where everything is just in Asana. So we use System Hub as an integral part of this to centralize all of the core systems, which allows us to update a system, which will automatically update everything in Asana. So let me show you what I mean by that. If we take a step further from accounts handover to pre-production, and um, the first step is to schedule a pre-production discovery call. So we can see there that the production manager is responsible for scheduling a discovery call and updating comms. So once the client's paid the deposit, send the scheduled discovery call email, which is template three, which will come to just in one second. And um, but what we can see here is there's that there's a hyperlink to our system hub account, which means we can actually look in more detail at what's involved here. And this is what we come up with. Hang on, I'm just one step too far. This is looking in the back end of System Hub. We have some specific video production systems. And this is the example process of the steps that will happen. Now, let's just say you decided to change phase one or phase two in the future. By changing it here in System Hub, it will automatically update the hyperlink. The hyperlink links to the system, which can be updated at any time. So that's why we use System Hub in conjunction with Asana to understand what our internal processes are. Because one thing I want to be really clear on is that your systems are never completed. Your systems are continually being improved, updated. And, and from here, I referenced the emails. One of the most powerful things about System Hub is actually having pre-written email templates for each step of the process. Now, you might think typing a quick email is, is a five-minute job. When you're doing it multiple times, it can eat up a lot of time in non-revenue generating activity. So systems help you increase your bottom line. Simple as that. 
So we've got here, schedule a discovery call. You might have three or four producers working for you at any one time. They are all going to write that email slightly differently. And I think what's really important in any business that's going to grow is giving clients certainty and systems give certainty. We, we start, especially in the creative space, we can all get very, very carried away with our interpretation of what might or might not happen on a shoot. And it'd be very risky for someone to promise something in an email here that then can't be later delivered on or is going to cost more money. And then there's a dispute between the client saying, well, you know, Dan said to me on this email that I could have this. And that, of course, it wasn't agreed with production. So email templates help you have a very consistent approach. And they can be written in, in a very kind of colloquial way, if that's the way you like to do business. They can be written in a very casual way. Filmmakers tend to be quite casual in how they work. But you can see here, you know, thanks for confirming the payment on the shoot day. I manage a project from here. So please reach out to me anytime, giving the client certainty that that's the person to contact, single point of contact. So what's next? Well, if you haven't already, head over to, and you can put in a link to a client expectation page. Again, systems mindset. There's going to be a set of fairly frequently asked questions at this stage of production. Send them to a link, give them some more information. They can be videos. That page outlines the steps from here and covers some helpful hints and tips how to get the most out of your project. The next steps in the process look like this, and then you list the steps. Now, what's powerful about this, as you know, Dave, is that it's all in one place. Nobody has to do any thinking, which means you become more efficient. Instead of someone typing an email, and I don't know about you, but I can't type to save myself. I'm always correcting. So writing an email might take me 15 minutes. Well, four of them a day is an hour a day of my time. Writing emails, very, very inefficient. So, so using something like System Hub with it all pre-done is, is, is an absolute no-brainer. One thing um, I'll mention around that is um, yeah, one key thing that we identified early on as we started to build the systems culture in our organization, yeah, you need a, um, the project management tool will handle the who does what by when, then System Hub handles the how-to. You want a centralized place that holds all of the business's knowledge, you know, that's systems and policies. Um, it needs to be able to uh, handle all of the information from email templates to attachments to inserting videos to supporting notes, just so that way everything's central. And like you said, then you can reference that point. Let's say you had a, a system for invoicing. You could then put that system inside multiple different templates inside your project management tool, it would link through to the same singular source of truth on how something is invoiced. And as you said, it's just a matter of then updating it in one place. And then everybody starts to follow the same process. Everybody can be plugged in and interchanged. If someone's sick or, you know, they're going away on holidays and you need to reassign and reallocate that task very easily, that's done in the project management tool. You've got a potentially an account manager who oversees the whole production process and then you assign out the sub-steps to the relevant team members and they can be interchanged. Once you get that interplay between project management, how-to documentation management, and then couple that with a great team, that's when it really just becomes a game changer for, for any business. That's the combination you're looking for. It's so powerful. It really is. I don't want to kind of underplay it. It's quite life-changing when you get into that systems mindset actually allows you to be more creative. Like we all got into video production businesses because we wanted to be in a creative industry. But as anyone who, who knows anything about business has been in it for any length of time, when you start a business, what you actually do is you create about four different jobs for you at below minimum wage, working double the hours that you used to work in a job. 
And that doesn't change until you change inside and you accept that you cannot do this alone. Business is a team sport. And for the team to know what to do, they need GPS. And this is the GPS of how to run the business. And so I can't underplay how important this is, but I really want to add to this. It's nowhere near as difficult as when you're just staring at a blank screen. You know, when I first started doing systems, I didn't know you existed. And I started doing them in Google Docs and Google Microsites. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I can build a Google site and I can link everything here and it's free and it's amazing. But my goodness, just the time it was taking to fill in things and it became an absolute nightmare. And I stopped. I just, I didn't get anywhere because it was too overwhelming. And then we were introduced and I immediately jumped on System Hub and went straight for it. And it just changed everything um, because of the, the, the experience you have in this space, but actually making it easy. And I really want, I cannot emphasize enough how easy it is when you use this method and System Hub. And, and we've got a few other surprises as well, which we'll share. So make sure you stick to the end, folks, because we've got, we've got some, you know, they, like we, we've gone through a lot of this pain. And we've got something pretty exciting to share with you at the end. One of my favorite things, and there's, there's lots within System Hub, and, is managing late payments. It's something that I know most people hate and certainly creatives hate. And there's a system in System Hub, you know, under the system templates where there's actually a finance department with how to manage late payments. And this is something that I know I've been in a lot of business masterminds and it always comes up at some point. I've even got a template email for sending a late payment email. They're all in here. So I'll just take a quick show through this because this is great. So we've got, you know, five different emails pre-written to follow up and send to someone who's perhaps not paid the bill. And an email three is 10 days after an invoice is due. It's like, hi name, hope you're having a good week. You know, start with nice and positive. Just wanted to check in regarding your invoice for, you know, insert the service. Your invoice is now 10 days overdue. Please let us know if you're still planning to go ahead with the project and when you anticipate payment will be made. Thanks in advance. It's a really soft way of going, hey, we're not going to continue any more work until you've paid the invoice. And then it goes from three days to 10 days to when it's a month overdue, we're now putting works on hold and then you know, we're going to involve a collection agency. So this kind of thing removes that feeling of dread that we have as empathic filmmakers to asking someone for money. And, and this allows you to use Valerie and accounts to send a templated email. And it's really that simple. So this is something that, that I found to be just another element of secret sauce within, within System Hub. And, um, and I hope people don't have to use these emails, but it's like, it's there, there if they need them, you know? Um, did you, have you, did you, how did you find in Melbourne Video Production, how, did, how well did this work when you had to execute them? We actually hit it a lot off the, at the pass very early on because you'll see they do get progressively more full on. But if you set the expectation up front that the works aren't going to begin, and then same as you said with the delivery of the final product, it was a little bit different in even in the digital agency, actually, it was the same. We, we wouldn't start a starter pack until someone had paid for that deposit up front. So if, if you build that expectation and then you stick to it, you only really need to be strong once or twice when working with a client for the client to go, oh, that's just the way that they do things. And then there's less pushback. It's always when you give someone an inch that they end up taking a mile. So we tended not to have any late payment issues, but the way this system came about was because in the early days we did have late payment issues. 
And that's the way that I look at all systems and processes. I, I think every problem that someone has in business is typically because you don't have a system or it's poorly defined what that system is. And I see business as a game of, of creating systems to solve problems. So this is, you know, System Hub really is a, a collection of ways to solve problems in business by, by deploying a better system and, and managing late payments is just one of those. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, 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 and the great thing is, is a lot of this work's already been done, you know, and that's what I wanted to move on to next really was just, just before we do actually, just a kind of, it kind of combines the two, but there's a lot of pre-built elements to System Hub, particularly for video production, because, you know, you run a video production company. And so for anyone looking at this, this stage of systems growth, I mentioned earlier that when I started, I started building, you know, microsites and Google, Google, Google websites and, and kind of, it was all free, you know, 10 bucks a month for a Google account. I quickly realized that, that free isn't always free because you spend a lot of time building the infrastructure. Well, it's already been done here. And particularly for someone in the video production space, there's actually a, a section of pre-production systems already built, ready to go. From everything from creating a client brief to revising a script to, you know, storyboard, shot list, all that kind of thing. All that stuff that we, we think we can't systemize. And then we go on to production where, again, you can have an after-shoot checklist, you know, how to capture B-roll, how to frame, how to focus. You can do you can rule basic stuff here. Um, if you've got a, a little green screen studio, for example, or a, a white site studio, you might have a studio manager who may not be from a video background, but this would allow you to hire someone with a great attitude and they could follow this and they could literally basic, you know, fundamentally go into the studio, set up a camera and switch it on. It's funny. Um, I, I feel like we, we did this because I didn't know any better. Not being a camera person, I just assumed that we we could systemize everything and had to because I didn't know how to do it. So I had to get my lead videographer to extract it out of his head. And that's what ended up developing this. We had someone who worked with me for close to 10 years. And then I said, we've got to get this out of your head. Yeah. And that's true of a lot of creative people. You know, if, you, if, you're, if you've got team, you know, especially when they go on holiday, that's when things start to fall apart. It's like, oh no, and Beth's on holiday how do we do this? So you want to start thinking if, if someone left your business tomorrow, what would they be taking with them in terms of their knowledge? And, and given that team are an asset that you're investing in, in the business, it's important to extract the, you know, if, if you're investing in team paying a salary, it's important that you extract that information from them to, to enable the next person to come in or when you start to hire somebody new or you bring a junior in, you want to be able to hand down. And one of the great things about this is I, I work with a number of VAs and um, when my VA first came on board, the first thing I got him to do was do the systemology training for two weeks. I said, just watch, watch this training. So I was getting used to having a full-time virtual assistant and worrying about what I was going to give him to do. So I gave him system hub training and systemology training and he learned how to build systems and then I started building systems by using Loom, which is a screen recording software, to, to record things that I was doing more than once. And then I would simply set up an Asana project and say, hey, John, Asana project, you know, build a system for how to set up a Facebook ad account, for example. And step one, watch this video. Step two, do the task. Step three, build the system. And that's how we started systemizing our business. So I think I've built one system in a year. And even now I go into system, I'm like, I don't, know where, I don't know where anything is. I don't use it. 
but my team use it and they, they're like, I'll get out of the way then. You know, we, we'll look after this. We know what's going on. And, and that's the power of it. Yeah. I think um, that's one thing I find with a lot of business owners. They end up becoming like a, a crutch for team members where the team member just gets used to going to the business owner to solve the problem. And then that just becomes this cycle of, oh, blah, 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 is not working. I can't figure this out. Okay, let's just go ask Den how to do that. And then if you do that over and over and over and over, then they just get used to and trained to doing that. But if you do something different and you train them, hey, we have this knowledge source here, they start to try and answer some of their own questions first. And when they don't find the answer, they'll find out the answer from the business owner or the relevant team member, and then they update the system or create a new system. So then that doesn't happen again. And it just becomes, yeah, you're empowering team members. That's exactly right. And that's critical from day one. You do not want to be the bottleneck. You want people to be able to find a way to find the answer. I always think it's interesting. You know, when, when, when you're out on location shooting a project and, um, and you've got something going on back in the office, and the office try and call you to have a question answered, but you can't pick up the phone because you're on a shoot. And then you call them back at lunchtime and they're like, oh, no, I figured it out. I couldn't get a hold of you. And so just remove the ability for them to call you in the first place because human beings are pretty smart, you know? They'll always find a way. And if you have an infrastructure and a process and a set of critical client flows, it's not that hard to figure out how to fill the gaps. But of course, a lot of the work here is done already, which is what is so in- interesting because... Even this was, was, was your process um, to overcome how you were going to do things. This is a great foundation for filmmakers to actually modify some of these systems or duplicate them. So after this, we go to, go to post-production, which again, what I love about the post-production element, and this is a really important point, is that when someone says to me, oh, but I can't systemize editing because I edit in a very specific way. It's like, well, here's how you do it. You work out the process. And then you make a video of the exact way in which you edit something and you post it inside System Hub. Now, I haven't had time to go into kind of detailed systems here just for those constraints that we have. But under each individual uh, item, there's a full process, there's a process map, there's, there's a video, there are steps, there are links to different bits of software. You can break down and, and, and use an actual video to show people exactly what to do, which is really powerful. I just wanted to talk here a little bit about um, how, how we help businesses. And this part of what we do within the Video Business Accelerator, which I run, this is included. Like we, we talk about systems. We've got systems training that we provide. And so if, if you're at a point where your business is ready to scale, then this might be a great opportunity to have a conversation. But um, that's where you can find me, videobusinessaccelerator.com. But really, I wanted to talk about, this is just a quick example. We, we hold quarterly meetings here in Australia. We get down and dirty with all aspects of business, including systemization. It's, and it's a kind of high-level mastermind group for video production businesses. Tends to be, typically, we get the best results with more established businesses. So, you know, upwards of 250K a year, maybe one or two employees looking to scale up beyond a million plus. But I appreciate that not everyone's ready for that. And we have a pretty kind of specific criteria for, for coming into the program. But fortunately, David, you and I become great friends over the last few months, probably nearly a year now. And we actually got together, didn't we, in February. And you very kindly came along and we did a, a two-day event. Oh, it was a one-day event in, in Melbourne um, where we actually taught 
systemology for videographers? Yeah, it was a great room. We recorded the whole thing as well, as you'd expect from a video production workshop. So we we captured every moment as well. And I I think what I enjoyed most about that process, a lot of the work that I have been doing with systemology is just applying it to general business. But with the work that I've done with Melbourne Video Production, I've got a very deep understanding of, of the way to make a video production business work without the business owner being the workhorse doing everything. So it was great to share that, show some systems and processes that I've I've never shown before and never done it before that and haven't done it since. That really is the, the, the main event where I talked about that, likely to never do it again either because now Melbourne Video Production has been sold. That's, that's not my thing. And my focus now is uh, systemology and system hub and, and teaching business owners how to step out of their operations. But I've, I think what I recognized in that process was to find the subject matter expert, Den, who can then take this and then really evolve and, and develop it far beyond whatever I could because that's their thing. And I think that's that's the future and the direction that I need to head is find the dens of different industries and work with them to take this technology and then wrap it up for their space. So it was, I mean, we got rave reviews and, and just the person who ultimately ended up buying Melbourne video production was actually in that room because it was like they got to see behind the curtains and they realized I would be crazy not to purchase this when the opportunity arose. So it was, yeah, forever grateful to, for uh, yeah coming together with you and, and that opportunity to share to your group who were already quite savvy. Yeah, but, but of course, the other thing is, is David, it's a two-way street, you know, like any, any great relationship. And, and, and more than that is that I feel like by coming together, we get to help a lot more video production business owners. So I'll just run through what we covered on that day, folks, because it was really powerful. So Structure Sets You Free, we started by really giving an overview of how systemization can help you to, to, to free up a lot of the processes that you're currently involved in. And we've got, you know, we've got system diagrams and, and examples from the whole thing. And then we went into something called critical client flow, which we touched on briefly here. And between Dave and I, we went into a real deep dive into how to create your own critical client flow. You know, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. We're, we're always trying to simplify things. Isn't it a great expression? I was at Huckleberry Finn. I would have written something shorter if I'd had more time. You know, we know that making things simplified takes time. And we spend a good hour and 20 minutes here really deep diving into this. And then we look at a simple system creation. We actually demonstrate how to create a system and I actually do a live demonstration where I record a video in the room and, and send it to my VA using the communication tools through Slack and Asana to actually execute the system creation while we are at lunch. And then we do a, a deep dive case study with Visual Culture, who's one of my clients, who's really approached the systemization process and it's actually grown their business exponentially. And then Dave, you, you talk about MVP, don't you? You go through MVP and discuss that. I don't know if you wanted to share yeah, a bit about we, I basically went from start to finish showing the tools, the actual flow. So here's how we use our our initial lead capture. We have a quote calculator. So I talked through how that actually works to capture the lead, how we then follow that up, how we get them into our CRM and the email templates that we're using to engage them and the marketing automation and how that 
first step of getting the invoice out and the project set up and the discovery call getting scheduled all the way through, basically all the little nuances, digging into all of our tools and showing live how I was able to to build a business that worked without me and basically plugging in someone who was a video project manager who prior to that role had no experience in the video space, yet she was able to step in and oversee that. Then she would become the centerpiece between the client and then our, our video team. And, and we would have a you know the shoot team and the edit team. And the way that we, even to the point where we then broke down the numbers and understood you know how profitable a video would be, which is we had a set package we call just the Melbourne video production fixed price video package, which was enabled. We knew all the numbers up front. I knew how much I could spend to acquire a lead through Google AdWords and then how much then time was allocated to each of the different stages and how much effectively we would then shoot out the other end with a profit. Which, which in video is is rare because it's creative and oftentimes very expandable. And, you know, some videographers will talk about, oh, yeah, they, they went underwater or they lost money on this particular project, whereas we knew all up front because we had these fixed price packages. And that's basically what I walked through in that session. That's fantastic. It was very powerful. And we don't just stop there. You know, we talk, we, we had the, a guest, Charlie Valor, come in and, and share with us how to build a virtual team because, not everything you do has to be with team in the room. And because of System Hub and Asana and the projects and the way we work, a lot of the work we do can be offshored. And that is a very, very high cost advantage. And then we talked about scaling an agency. You know, uh, Again, Dave, you did a great session here on scaling an agency. And then we moved on to dashboards. And I, I thought that was a particularly powerful session you did on dashboards and I don't know if you want to just touch on that while we've got some time here. Yeah the idea with scaling a business once you get the critical client flow the next bit you move into is thinking in terms of well what are the other systems and processes that are required to run the business and start to scale it so you start to think about the systems in your finance you start to think about the systems in you know your hiring process and onboarding and management team so you start to just like Dan talked about right at the start you think in terms of the different departments you make sure you've got all of those covered what are the systems that fall outside of the critical client flow you set all of that up and then it enables you to then create a baseline you identify the, the key metrics to be monitoring at each of these different processes and you can create a dashboard and then what that enables you to do as the business owner you can get your updates and I, I was getting them weekly where my dashboard would get updated I could see how the business was tracking and when I saw certain KPIs dipping or not performing as well as I want then I'd dive in and I go okay well what are the numbers that then make up that KPI and then that enabled me to then debug the issue and then solve the problem hey you know, at the moment, we, we need some more leads. We've got our AdWords campaign. Let's dial up the spend to get that lead flow. Okay, we're quite busy at the moment. Let's dial that down right now because we've got enough projects on the go and the team is at capacity. And it just, it enables you to monitor and run the business at a very high level. I think once you have to get your, your minimum viable business in place, you have to have some consistency because there's no point in creating a dashboard if everybody's doing something different. But once everybody's following consistent steps and processes, 
then a dashboard becomes very, very helpful at, at identifying the health and debugging issues. And that's really what we went through in that session. Yeah, really, really powerful stuff. And we finished off by actually demonstrating the done system that John, my assistant, had taken that morning. It's powerful because you're able to then show that it's not me that has to do the work. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's powerful. And we've got, a, we've got a link down there. I'll set up a special page. If you're interested in getting a copy of these recordings, yeah, Den and I have been talking, I think, for a video production business, someone either in the space or um, looking to grow their existing agency, this effectively is like a business in a box. We have these particular recordings and then we're actually going to bundle in all of the systems that Den was showing you inside System Hub. So we're talking about the pre-production, production, post-production and the templates that we were using for rent running all of these and we're going to package it all up into an annual subscription of System Hub. So you can buy a yearly subscription which will get you up to 40 team members so it'll cover just about every video production agency it'll come with the workshop and then all of the templates this is an offer that we have not made before will not make again this is a, a very exclusive offer for, for den and his audience at the moment the only way that you can get access to these recordings is to actually go through den's high level mastermind group um, and then i know den we were saying to, to just make this an absolute no-brainer for any videographer is then we're also going to couple in a session with Den as well. So you can get the annual subscription, get the workshop recordings, get all of the templates, and then chat with Den because Den can then move you through to that next level. And you might even be a good candidate at that point once you really get good traction to then move into his mastermind and then go from that seven figures beyond. Absolutely. And, um, and you know, it's, it's great to get on a call and actually work through your business specifically, which is why we're going to offer this strategy call. And I don't actually offer strategy calls outside of the mastermind group. My time is fully committed to that. But I'm so passionate about System Hub. I'm passionate about what it's done for our business. And I feel like we, we have a moral obligation to share this with as many people as possible, Dave, because it just saves so much time and effort. And so, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to offer. And I was going to just finish up by saying, if anyone's interested in, 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 in learning more about growing a video production business, Dave was a podcast guest on this a little while ago. We have a podcast, a free podcast called Video Business Accelerator Podcast. Um, the link is there, bit.ly, 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 a video underscore business underscore accelerator underscore podcast. But you can also find it at videobusinessaccelerator.com. Uh, we cover a whole heap of topics, but systemization is something that we talk a lot about. And hopefully, Dave, we can get you back on as a guest again sometime soon. Yeah, we'd love to be. And underneath this particular session, we'll put all of the links through to the relevant places, podcast included. I know we've got a, covered a, a lot of material here, Den. So a big thank you for you for being so generous with your time and knowledge. And, and for any video production business, this. I'm a little bit biased, but I see this as a no-brainer. So thank you again, Dan. Any final words? No, no, I think just really, if you don't take action on something like this, you're guaranteeing you're going to be stuck where you are. And I do think that you know, what System Hub offers is such a powerful all-in-one solution that it's unlikely you'll ever look at your business the same way. And I guarantee if you follow the systems and you do the work, this will become such a no-brainer. You will become more profitable as a result. Yeah, fantastic. All right, Dan, thanks again for your time. 
you've just been listening to the System Hub podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now.